0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 15th episode of podcast towards sustainable future. Every country is susceptible to climate change, however, its impact will be different based on factors like geographical location, availability of resources, adaptation skills, etc. This uprising of climate crisis has led many students to join climate movement, striving for climate justice and address issues related to climate change. But to talk more about this, I have a special guest for you today, Ms. Valentina Rose. Hello Valentina, how are you?
1: Hello, fine, thank you, I'm very happy to being here. How are you?
0: I'm great as well, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to have Valentina over here. She is coordinator of Fridays for Future at national and international level. She has been part of climate movement and works locally in Youth for Climate Brazil. She is an inspirational student advocating for climate justice. And we would love to hear more about it. So Valentina, would you mind talking us to your journey?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I grew up in a country where inequity levels are extremely alarming and throughout my childhood I learned to recognize how lucky I am to live in a position of privilege in society and however this fact created what I can call an museness inside of me and I promised myself that I would dedicate my life to actively use my voice and my privilege good in solidarity with those who don't have it um on their terms of course and then after learning in my early school years about climate crisis um being exposed to the facts and realizing that it is also a human rights issue made me channel my will to create positive change in society into climate justice activism
0: Thank you so much, Valentina, for walking us through your wonderful journey. As you had mentioned that during your high school, during your school studies, you learned about climate crisis. So can you tell us, as a student, what inspired you to be part of climate related movement?
1: Um, Well, before joining the movement, I guess, well, I can't say inspired me, but what motivated me to join the climate movement is... Purely climate anxiety, and I couldn't stand just sitting by myself and not doing anything, um, anything that I could to avoid the climate crisis being worse. But what nowadays, what inspires me to be a climate activist? Well, I guess it can't be summarized into only a few words. But basically, every young people, um, every young person that I meet in the climate movement or in any other form of activism gives me a huge strength. To always keep going. Because um, when you are surrounded by incredible people who have the same worries and uh, with whom you share the same urge of helping create change as you have, um, being them very close to me, actives and colleagues, or just anyone with whom I end up working with, being motivated and finding joy in turning activism into your daily routine becomes a lot easier. And as I said, as I mentioned before, there's also the urgency of the climate crisis, of course, which gives us no other alternative than just standing up and acting immediately. So it's possible to say that sometimes there's also this, um, what we call like an unhealthy motivation that is driven by climate anxiety.
0: Uh, Thank you so much Valentina. I think you touched on a very important issue which is about climate anxiety and how when you're surrounded with people, like-minded people, you come out with some fruitful results like various climate movements, various initiatives and on a global scale trying to help everyone. As you had mentioned in your introduction that you are from Brazil, which is a lovely place. So as a citizen of Brazil, can you just tell us what are certain climate related issues happening over there?
1: Um, Yeah, sure. Um, We are currently facing many issues that, despite um, I guess coming from different backgrounds are undeniably connected, such as economic, uh, democratic, social, and of course, environmental and climate ones. Um, as you might know, uh, throughout the year, Brazil suffered from a big set of environmental catastrophes, um, such as fires, floods, landslides, and so many others. Meanwhile, receiving little to almost no effort to stop them. If it wasn't for the huge pressure coming from the civil society, we would be in a much worse situation. Um, the Brazilian government is not at all interested in protecting our biomes or setting um, ambitious climate policies, but on the contrary, being complicit in this destruction benefits economically those who are in power and their international trade partners. And the Ministry of Environment itself, it's openly against the environment, on behalf of agribusiness sector and this includes um, holding hate speeches towards NGOs and movements and blaming them and traditional communities for setting fire to the forests which yes it sounds yeah, absurd but not for the population that doesn't have access to information and ends up believing in everything that the government says so they end up turning the civil society against us because they want coverage for the act and as fewer people fighting for the environment as possible.
0: I think that is so sad to hear because usually when we talk about climate change, we just uh, attach it to environmental aspect, but over here we are seeing social, economical and environmental aspect and results of them. I hope that the situation improves over there. And to stretch the same question, would you like to just tell us something about what are certain causes and what could be the expected consequences if we follow the same trajectory?
1: Um, yeah, sure. I guess the causes fall under what I've mentioned before, like having people in power that despite science that only care about profit and that will try to undermine any form of activism or popular resistance many times in violent ways, um, allied with many other World leaders that benefit from the exploitation of our lands and people just couldn't possibly end up in a good way. And this is also linked to the poor public educational system that we have here. And that doesn't provide information needed for the population to fight for its rights. And the consequences are just many and affect disproportionately live the ones living in most vulnerable areas, of course, but can be felt in the whole country really. Um, what we've seen this year is people losing their houses due to unprecedented weather phenomena, being hospitalized because the air was so contaminated with ashes and because many of them just couldn't economically afford ways of keeping hydrated during the many heat waves. Um, There were lands that were used to small, sustainable agriculture that had to be abandoned because of the droughts. Um, And of course, indigenous people communities that lost everything uh, while many were killed trying to defend your lands.
0: I think all the consequences which you have mentioned right from how people are being hospitalized because of contamination of air, Certainly this is not the right way of living and certainly we have to take actions to ensure that this trajectory is not being continued. So far we have talked about causes, we have talked about consequences, and especially in 2019, Brazil was in highlight of Google search because of Amazon rainforest and other wildfires that were happening around. So how can one individual, for example, a student, an activist or anyone from Brazil can address these issues, can be part of this movement and try to do their bit in adapting and mitigating climate change?
1: Um, I believe that there's something really, really powerful about mass movements because history proves that they work. Um, when civil society strongly unites to fight for the same goals, change is possible. And obviously the process is not easy and can take years, but we really need to show people that their voice matters and everyone is needed and important. Um, just the act of spreading awareness outside of the activism bubble can have a huge impact and talking with everyone about their rights and why they should reclaim them can lead the to politicians being be more more pressured, which is an efficient tool, I mean, if they show real action in response. Um, and I guess another important thing is knowing that we should be allowed as citizens to occupy political spaces in order to take part in the discussions and decisions as well of what will directly affect us Uh, But that even if that's something that we don't want to do our future and present living conditions should be respected and treated with seriousness, regardless.
0: Thank you so much, Valentina, for your valuable inputs. Now, I would like to stretch our conversation slightly from national to international level. So on an international scale, what do you think are the takeaways for other countries or impact that other countries has to face because of situation in Brazil?
1: Um, well, I guess just the simple fact that climate change has no borders can summarize most of the reasons why we can't limit this crisis to territories or treat them as separate local issues. Um, for example, uh, I like to give this data, but NASA satellites earlier this year showed that the smoke from the fires on Pantanal, that is a Brazilian biome and the world's largest wetland, reached Africa and the smoke from the Amazon fires reached Europe, so we are all affected by what happens in different locations, um, if not now, in the future certainly. And I guess there is also a political factor to add because at this point world leaders should be developing effective climate policies and measures to control the climate and ecological crisis and encouraging other countries to do the same. But When there's no effort to change business as usual, it becomes an example to world leaders and the message that they don't need to change as well. They can keep trading products derived from environmental damage and abusive labor conditions.
0: I think one of the key highlight of it was that climate change has no boundaries. And this should be an inspiration enough for all the countries to take action towards climate crisis. So moving on to our final section, what message would you like to give to our audience and our listeners?
1: Um, okay, so I would really like to emphasize the importance of joining movements and doing everything you can to raise awareness about global issues. And of course, uh, for this to happen, you always need to seek for information and uh, regarding what's going on around the world because media is very selective. So they end up focusing on certain parts of the world While in other ones, um, like really horrible disasters are happening, and you don't even know it. So, like really, you always need to be searching for information. And there is no better way of learning about the impacts of the climate crisis than talking with people that are directly affected by it, that have the climate crisis consequences as their daily routine. So, I would really like for you to always like raise this awareness and. always try to 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 get information from different sources and
0: places that is really a strong message thank you so much for that now moving on to the last section which is about q and a so we have this section in our podcast where we asked our previous guest to ask our next guest a question so we have a question for you from a previous guest dr kimberly and she asked for the people who are not in brazil what all things can they do to help Amazon rent for, rent
1: Um. So this fell under what I just said, um, that raising awareness sometimes can be the most effective uh, means of um, spreading information and getting people to act. I know that we can feel very powerless by just uh, by, like not being in the streets and not like directly helping, but yes, yeah, spreading awareness is something that really, really helps. And of course, always um, with sound and then amplifying the voices of those who are in the front lines, for example, indigenous communities, um, traditional communities that um, it's like, seldom are heard by the main media.
0: Thank you so much for that answer Valentina. And on the same note, would you like to ask our next guest a question?
1: Um, Yes, so I, like being in climate movement, I sometimes confront myself with this with this doubt um, it's a challenge it's still a challenge for me and I guess for many others but when we talk about like as I mentioned before I like we really need to expand our bubble of activism but sometimes this is really difficult to do like how can we get this message to people that aren't involved in activism because when we are like in our daily routines um Living with people that are already worried about the same things as you are, you don't really feel like there's a lot of impact in what you say, because all the people around you are already aware of that. So the question will be how to expand this level of activism and reach other publics that aren't really aware of the climate crisis or other activism issues.
0: That is really an amazing question and we are looking forward to that answer. And on this note, we would like to thank you for your precious time and for all the inputs and all the statistics and all the issues that you have mentioned. It's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Really, really nice conversation.
0: That's it for this episode. Next time when I come, I'll bring another guest with me. Till then, Bye. Take care and stay safe.